Um, and one of the questions that um, one of the youth asked was like, how do I um, learn who my ancestors are? Mm. If like my, if my mom or my dad don't even know, mm. or if my grandparents don't even want to talk about it, or if I don't even know them, yeah. you know? And so that's a really, um, that's really painful, you yeah. know, to experience this, especially by yourself. Um, and I speak from experience, you know, and trying to just kind of like navigate how to like reconnect to like, it's like, how do you reconnect to these parts of yourself that you don't even know what they are? Yeah. There's like no like map to it. You know, it's like this, this feeling of like, damn, like something is missing or I want to reconnect to something. Something needs to be healed, but I don't know what it is. Like, am I crazy? Like, what's up, Capuatids? We're back. It's your favorite Ates, and welcome to season four. For those just tuning in, we are two Philippinex soul sisters on a decolonizing journey, currently based on Turtle Island, aka North America. We met each other again this lifetime in a healing circle, and that's how the Babylon Bruja Book Club podcast was born. This season, we did something a little different by engaging in a series of study break conversations with honored artists, authors, and thought leaders in the Philippinex diaspora. We enjoyed connecting with Kapwa with different perspectives and viewpoints. And we're so excited to extend these conversations to you. This next conversation featured a very special individual doing many forms of work in the Philippinex diaspora. She speaks of her experience decolonizing in a time where resources were limited. Verma is an educator, healer of Visayan descent, community organizer, and founder of Ginhawa Marketplace. And I would consider a cultural weaver based in the Bay. Hey! Uh, that being said, let's tune into this conversation. So, welcome back to another time and space. The Bailan Bruja is a sacred space to have some conversation. Um, with us today is a very special person, but we'll get into introducing them in a little bit later. But as always, before we begin, we just want to take a moment to ground. It is so important to take a pause to drop into our bodies um, and just become fully present to your space. So if it is safe for you, if you're not driving while you're listening to this podcast, we invite you to close your eyes, straighten your spine, and direct your focus to your breath. Maybe take a few deep inhales in, extending your belly out, and exhales, bringing your belly in. Again, inhale, extending your belly out, and exhale, bringing your belly in. And one more time, inhale, and exhale. Even if you can't close your eyes, continue to breathe slowly, connect back into your body, connect to your body with gratitude for guiding you and holding your spirit going throughout your day. And just come into the here and now. And as we begin our conversation, as always, we'd like to thank God, Bathala Creator, 
for another gathering. In gratitude, we acknowledge our benevolent ancestors and invite all these forces to guide and protect our conversation today. We also thank the ancestors of the lands that we occupy, knowing we cannot do our own remembrance work without remembering them. For myself, that is the mound builders that are the Hopewell and Adena people in Ohio. And for Stephanie, that is the Bay Miwok Yokut people in the Inland Bay area of California. With gratitude, we also acknowledge your presence, Kaputid, your energy and your light, no matter wherever and whenever you're tuning in. Yay. Thank you, sis. <clears throat> I feel here now. Me too. <laughs> so, yeah, with gratitude, we want to introduce our lovely guest, Ms. Verma. Um, and uh, Verma Soraya Zapanta. Uh, um, I hope I said that right. Uh, but yeah, she will dive in and just, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, sisters, for having me on the podcast. I have to remember it's a podcast, so people can't see my <laughs> facial expressions and my hand movements. Um, uh, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Verma Soria Zapanta. She, her uh, pronouns. I'm dialing in from Yelamu Ramatushaloni territory, uh, forcibly known as San Francisco, California. Um, a little bit about myself. I am a teacher, um, photographer, and a student of um, Hilot. Um, I am a circle keeper, and I just love being with uh, my community. Um, I guess some more like professional titles. Um, I'm one of the <laughs> program coordinators at the Filipino Mental Health Initiative of San Francisco. I'm also the assistant director um, at Pinoy Panay Educational Partnerships. Um, and I am the founder of Hila Verma and um, Ginhawa Marketplace, and also the co-founder of um, the Boong Lob Philippinex Student Wellness Internship and the Philippinex Student Wellbeing Conference Youth Contingency Internship. So really grateful to be sharing space with y'all. Yes, wow, those are some beautiful things you are doing in the community and we're so grateful. Um, side note, this will be on YouTube as well. So feel free to use your hands and people can <laughs> see that. Yeah, we will see, <laughs> we will see yeah. you do it later, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead, sis. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, can you tell the people more about maybe Hilo and what that sure. is? If somebody, if some people don't know, and how you kind of use it um, to support people. Yeah. So um, the best way to describe it is that Hilo is um, a traditional form of like it's like folk medicine from the Philippines. Um, people typically associate it with like body work, um, with old people, uh, with massages that are very painful, but it hurts so good. Um, but the connection that a lot of people make to Hilot is like to their elders, to their grandparents, to their great aunts. Um, and um, body work is just one element of Hilot. Um, it also involves um, what we call like energy work, 
um, there's prayers, there's ritual, there's um, really strict traditions, and typically it's um, passed down um, through storytelling and orally. Um, way back when, um, there was usually a manghilo in the family or, you know, within your barangay. And so we really had, um, you know, we had um, access to taking care of ourselves. And so um, my, I'm just a student of it, you know, like Hilo came into my life almost like five years ago during a really low time. Um, and I guess my, my healing journey or folks would maybe call my, uh, a part of my decolonization journey. Um, and what I found was that when I just kind of started posting what I was learning from elders, um, during my travels, like people, um, became really interested in learning more about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it brought up a lot of memories for them. And mm -hmm. so they would, um, they would recall like being massaged and being prayed over, you know, by like a grandparent um, or they would remember like an, a nursery rhyme, you know, as they were being massaged as a child. And so um, I really feel that Hilot is like one of those like, you know, pathways to ancestral remembering. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm also, um, I'm also like in mental health you know, work. So I, I really feel like it's a way for us to even um, acknowledge, right, way, different ways of like healing. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about what I know <laughs> about Elon and um, how it plays a role in my life. So it's just about like teaching, teaching folks what I, what's been taught to me. That's so cool. And um <clears throat> you're saying that you know you started going on these trips and you'd bring it back so I'd love to hear more about uh where you've been and you know who you've sat with and how was those experiences because I you know I've been following kind of your work for some time now and I noticed some clips like you were in the Philippines you sat with um Mamerto as well Lagitan and so um I had the blessing to see him uh last year it was the last year anyways but <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. you could like share um, how those experiences like uh, were for you. Yeah, so just a little bit of context. Um, I was a high school teacher for a really long time, like maybe like 10 or 12 years, um, you know, doing work in like the community and um, working for the district. And um, yeah, I, I just like burnt out from teaching and um, took a bit of a break, you know, and tried to kind of, like uh, lick, lick my wounds <laughs> figure out like what next you know it's like this this goal that I've been working towards right in my career as like a, as an educator and um it it just cut you know like I just couldn't survive um yeah. I couldn't survive because I just couldn't feel I, I didn't feel like I was able to be the teacher that I wanted to be you know in, in these systems and so um it was like a hard reset um, it was really challenging for me to be in community with with folks um, who could really understand, you know, that I was feeling like broken and I needed um, to like heal myself. And mm -hmm. I don't know how, but I just found my way, you know, into like these spaces. Um, one of the first gatherings I ever attended was through the Center for Babylon Studies, um, the Babylon Conference out in um, Vancouver 
in Coast, um, Coast Salish territory. Um, and that's where, um, you know, I met um, different like elders and folks who um, have been um, studying, um, you know, decolonization work and, you know, doing um, work with um, folks who are, you know, on like those kinds of similar paths. And through that, um, I was able to meet elders like Grace Nono, you know, who held um, the Pamati gathering um, out in, uh, where were we? We were supposed to go south, but we were kind of like in um, a little bit, like a couple hours away from Manila. And that was the first time I ever um, formally saw like among Hihilot, like doing work on, mm -hmm. on someone and also mm -hmm. met like uh, Abularios and because those things were like very like not part of who right. I was. You know, mm -hmm. like a lot of what you see, like on like Kilo with Verma and like you back, that's like all like hella new language. I was never like, oh yeah, like I'm a healer or I'm like, <laughs> or I'm decolonizing. Like it was really that that wasn't part of like um, who I was, you know, yet. And so um, through sitting, you know, with um, other people who were on similar journeys um, as me um, and then meeting elders who were willing to just like storytell um that's what really gave me you know the courage to be able to hold spaces like that here um in Ohlone territory um the last time I was able to go back to the Philippines was like a couple days before lockdown wow. um in, in 2020 and I was out in um in Asia for like maybe like five it's like seven weeks I think something like oh, that man. in the Philippines for five um you know and it was just like sitting just sitting with elders and whatever they wanted to show us or teach us then cool <laughs> if not okay because <laughs> there's also lessons in that too you know of just wow. like being uh, being present um mm -hmm. yeah it was a lot of like learning and unlearning you know mm -hmm. of how to like listen um I don't know if that really answered uh your question yeah yeah <laughs> I think that was a great gem to drop. Just like being present is, you know, part of just learning and, and unlearning. And <clears throat> I think uh, living in the society we are now, it's it's very easy to not be present. So um, the practice of presence is is um, interesting. And yeah, I think that's one that's so dope that you, you know, had the journey to start up a baila and it, uh, the the conference that we we read about through we read Babai Land that was our first book and um you know a lot of the contributors were from there so yeah um sis you look like you're gonna say something <laughs> oh no I was I'm just just really interested in your story and um as you I, I guess what I want to ask is um when was the first time you experienced like Hilo? Did you, when you went to the Philippines, were you able to experience that? What, what kind of remembrances did it bring up in your body? Did it like happen all of a sudden, or was it like a slow, like just realization process? Cause I can really right now really relate to the fact of like, kind of feeling like, oh shit, like the systems around us are broken. And I feel a little bit like, how do, how do I go about, uh, you know, like, how does one go about healing, etc. So I don't know, I'm just really interested in that part of your story, if you're willing to share. 
Yeah, yeah. It's um. So I was like trying to find a job, <laughs> and all the jobs being like offered to me or that made the most sense was going back into the classroom. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, no, that's that's not gonna work. Yeah, and yeah. so I had to um. I had to find or create like those spaces of like where I felt like I could breathe, you know? And so um, I just did like a lot of like Google searching of um, of like communities and people who um, could just like support me, you know? Cause, I, Cause at the time, like Insta, cause I feel like Instagram now it's like, man, there's like so many resources, you know, you can find like, your mm. Philippinex, like um, folk medicine practitioners, energy healers, Reiki yeah. practitioners, other monkey healers, um, who you can stay with in the Philippines. And like, that wasn't so accessible, you mm. know, for me, um, you know, for us at the time. And so I remember like, after I, I, um, I saw a pamphlet for Pamati at the Center for Babylon Studies uh, conference. It was on the table and like nobody was there. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, let me just take this postcard. I'll send the email. Let's see where it goes. And then I ended up getting an email, but still was kind of faced with this imposter syndrome of like, do I deserve to like be here? You know, because yeah. I didn't know anyone there. A lot of, you know, you know how communities are. It's like they already kind of know each other. They're in this work. And so I had, I was just like, it was this constant, like, I was just really in my head all the time throughout this entire journey. Like, am I, like, do I deserve to be here? Mm. You know, we're like so good at that. It doesn't matter if it's like you're on your healing path or you are an academic or whatever. It's always like, do I deserve to like yeah. be here? Uh, you know, yeah. and so I, I almost didn't like, cause you had to apply, you know, to go to the gathering and I almost didn't apply. Um, but I did, you know, with the help of like, I was seeing like this, um, um a spiritual advisor who actually wasn't Filipino um shout out to um Sid Yang of Blue Jaguar is love um they um really like was instrumental to saving my life you know and encouraged me to connect with like she's like you know you should really connect to like your ancestors and like your um the medicine of your lineage I'm like I don't know what that means like <laughs> I'm like, I mean, like connect with ghosts, like I don't, you know, and so they, right. um, they really like started to like kind of give me this language and to um encourage me to connect, you know, with our with our community. And so I would find people who have, you know, who I believe are my teachers, you know, like um Angela Angel of Other Ways of Seeing yeah. Yeah. and like a John Omipig, you know, the person who created Capotero. Mm -hmm. And so um, you know, through them and like in travels, like and like going to them for like my own, my own healing sessions, you know, that made it be like, oh, that's okay. And then so um, I was sitting at the table with my mom, just kind of trying to plan out my trip in the Philippines, right, while I was going out to Pamati and I go, I'm like typing, I was like, I was like, mom, what's Hilot? And she was like, <laughs> like oh that's just like massage I'm like okay whatever because um you know I was just really interested because there was going to be a Manghilo at, at Bamati and then um she goes oh you know your auntie is a um it's a Manghilo I was like for real I was like do you think that she'll like um teach me and like <laughs> my aunt like teaching me it was like 
in the break room at, at Walgreens. Like I'd come during my mom because they're best friends. It's and um I would come and they're like in their break room. And um my aunt tells my mom, I'll lock the door and she tells my mom, okay, hold on. So she takes off her clothes. She's like she's like massaging her. She's like, there, that's how you do it. I'm like, um, oh, but why? yeah <laughs> that's what you don't do you don't say but why why is it like that that was like a blockage I learned um mm. and so it was just like that would were kind of like the early lessons right of like what I um how I was taught and then um it became like oh, okay like this is what you're allowed to do and um then I would seek out like the teachers in the Philippines so that's how I found um the Hilo Academy of Binabailan so um mm. our other teacher uh Rolando come on who like because of the pandemic you know has been able to like share you know their teachings um you know in, in Hilot and is doing a lot of really great work in the Philippines to try to institutionalize institutionalize it as a form of holistic medicine in the Philippines but also trying to keep it you know um keep it sacred essence right yeah. of not trying to um commercialize it mm. um and so like it wasn't until I got to the Philippines where like I received Hilo and I would share with my mom what was happening and she was like you used to get Hilo all the time and then I would remember all those times that I were sick you know I would go to this old lady's house you know and like be crying because she's like trying to straighten out my body turns out it was my aunt's mother uh -huh. um you know who healed at us when we were younger and so um that's what I find with like just kind of holding these spaces is that people are like oh yeah. it's like my uncle used to pop my bones back into my ankle you know after I was dislocated <laughs> playing basketball or you know um they would make me do this thing with a candle and in the you know candle wax in the water and pray and so I'm just like I'm just like holding the space and just helping people facilitate, you know, reconnecting to those memories. Yeah. But that's a long-winded way of saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah. I, you just said that's such a beautiful thing you said at the end that you're just holding space for people to reconnect and remember, because that's really how I met you. You know, I went to, I met Verma, I went to one of my sisters too. She, um, from a different um, organization, she brought me to um, sound bath and it was with another Filipinx healer. And um, you were just, it's so interesting to me that you're talking about like, you know, the imposter syndrome kind of concept, yeah. but you were just so welcoming and allowing people to kind of like, yeah, you, you deserve to be here. Like, this is a space for you to connect. And so I just want to like uh, share that with you that you really, um, I think your presence is healed as well. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. You know, even though I think that's what we have to do, right? Even if we don't believe it so much for ourselves, we have to like keep saying it and remind ourselves like, well, that's what we are sharing with our brothers and sisters, right? It's like you're deserving. And then so that becomes like just kind of like in self-reflective mode, you know, mm -hmm. of like, am I, am I listening? Am I practicing those same things? That's why it's a healing practice or well a wellness practice, right? Some yeah. days practice is easy, some days practice is not. Yes. Sometimes oh you don't even show up to practice. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Yes. So um 
you know, you, I love that story, how you said that you learned it first, learned Hilo in the back of like at the break room at Walgreens. I feel like that's such a, that's such like a Filipina, like mom, tita thing. Like we're going to introduce you to this ancestral thing, but we're just going to be like, you know, just somewhere random, right? Yes. So, <laughs> and yeah, my, my- my ear is going like, I don't know what it is, what's going on, the ancestors are tuning in or whatever, but I just feel like that's like the beauty of this time we're in, how we're kind of like all playing a role in like remembrance and holding yeah. us to each other. And it's like a ripple effect. And I think being brown in America, it's it's a lot of like, where, where, do, where does our culture come in? Like we acculturate to certain, you know, trends and things like that. But when coming back into our own practice, I think it's such a beautiful thing because it's like setting up the foundation for future generations to say like, you know, I don't want to say trendy because that sounds commercialized, but it's also like a way to kind of bring them back into like, yeah, like this is something to be proud of. This is your lineage, this is your medicine, this is what our ancestors did. So yeah, I don't know, that's what's coming through and my ears like clearing up now. Yay. <laughs> I love that. So if someone would ask you why, you know, how you said you're in the break room and that your aunt was like showing you how to do Hilo, but you were like, well, why though? Like how, if someone asked you, so why Hilo, what, like, um, what would you say? Like, what would you, what would your answer kind of yeah, be? Why, I mean, why, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, uh, why not? You don't want to, uh, you don't want the tools to heal yourself? <laughs> Because really, that's what it is, right? Like, we don't have to be, like, so um, dependent, right, on going to an institution like a hospital, (laughs) and which really profits off of us getting sick. Mm -hmm. No, like, I feel like Hilo is a, and and not to say I'm just like, oh, yeah, Hilo, and I don't like, you know, I wouldn't go to like use Western medicine, right? It's like finding harmony in both. But then, you know, with with Hilot, it's like, it's preventative medicine, Mm. you know? It also like gives us like like this agency, right? To um, take care of ourselves, to take care of our children, to take care of our elders, like, you know, my mom, when I first, when, when I started going into like um, Hilot and um, she would be like, you went to UCLA to massage people? <laughs> and then she buys me a massage table for my birthday. <laughs> and then she asks, oh, can you heal me? <laughs> you know, so it's like, I'm like, okay. You know, this is kind of the way of like also teaching like our elders too ha- who have had to be disconnected, yeah, you know, f- from our medicine, from our teachings yeah. because of survival, mm-hmm. right? Um, probably one, two, three generations, you know? Mm-hmm. And so by us reconnecting to it, it's like that shit is generational healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we we are fucking like healing. Yes. You know, so so many generations of um of trauma. And like, yeah, you know, like I, I, the last time I did this talk on Hilo was at the, um, the conference of, uh, young Filipinos in medicine. Mm. And it was like the first time I was like sharing like Hilo with like a, like a community of like physicians, you know, there's like, like Western like, medicine. Western, right? Yeah. Western. I was like, for real? <laughs> You know, it's like, okay. And 
what was dope was that it like activated um you know memories uh for them and it made them really think about like I said I'm not here to convince you that the medicine works or doesn't work right Mm -hmm. I know I know what I know but for you you know how is this going to make you um a stronger uh practitioner Mm -hmm. you know how is this going to help you help our community you know in a in a good way you know especially our elders you know who it's like Mm -hmm. you know just the use of VIX right you know how Ah. those memes of like the VIX will heal the world and you broke your arm you know rub some VIX on it as but, if that's all put it back together I know yeah but then it's like just this actual like that that touch and yeah. like this into you know we have this um it's within us right to just use touch mm. and like care and like to kind of like massage whether it's like self-soothe or for someone who's crying mm. right it's already like within us to kind of use like touch and like those kinds of emotions to mm. care for someone to heal someone yeah I think that that's just kind of like the first way of like acknowledging like at some shape or form healed is already within us mm. you know because yeah. most folks are like oh I don't know what that is and then it becomes like they go through all the things yeah oh, damn I'm ashamed or like I feel guilty or like whatever I'm disconnected but then it's like you just show that image of Vix <laughs> <laughs> or right. like the weird the weird glass container, you know, that like the, it's like oh the gelatinous coconut oil and it's all dusty. That's hella funny. Or like the pouch, you know, the pouch. Like, what is inside that pouch that something he's holding? You know, like what's in yeah. the pouch that uh that Tita always be carrying in in her Louis? I know. My grandma, she always had it, and that was her go-to automatically. Sniffle, whatever. Oh, we want some mix. Yeah. yeah. Mix on so it, that's like. again like the why. Why then? you know that's so true though I love how you're <laughs> you're, you're kind of like connecting us back to you know realizing like you're saying like we go through all the motions of I need to do this to do that but it's like it's always been in your DNA it's always yeah. been part of the practice just as not even just as a Filipino like a, a human being mm-hmm. so um that being said you know with this kind of decolonizing podcast I mean I co-host and then you being here I guess what is your connection to the word and like what is it look like or mean to you yeah I you know it's like the it's like a remembering mm. so really it, it is like a remembering um and it's like messy yeah painful yeah. yeah um just this like last week you know with the young people we started talking about like you know pre-colonial Philippines and just all these identities that um existed and still exist is, has resilient resiliently continued to exist right yeah. Yeah. um and one of the questions that um, one of the youth asked was like how do I um learn who my ancestors are mm. if like my if my mom or my dad don't even know mm. or if my grandparents don't even want to talk about it or if I don't even know them yeah you know and so that's a really um that's really painful you know, it's experiences, especially by yourself. Um, and I speak from experience, you know, and trying to just kind of like navigate how to like reconnect to like, it's like, how do you reconnect to these parts of yourself that you don't even know what they are? Yeah. There's like no like map 
to it. You know, it's like this, this feeling of like, damn, like something is missing or I want to reconnect to something. Something needs to be healed, but I don't know what it is. Like, am I crazy? Like, like, what do I do? Like, who can help me? How does someone help me? You know? And so I've just kind of learned to like find the other folks, you know, who can be in my community who like actually are like, oh, I feel alone too. Yeah. I find the other people who's feeling alone and figuring it out. It's like, yeah. oh, dang, we got a whole clan now. Yeah. You know, folks who want to just figure it out together. And like, that's what a lot of the circles are looking like. That's what, what the Hilo circles look like. Like people tend to um, think like, oh, hey, can you like do, can you like do like a, a Hilo e- exhibition or do a Hilo training? But that's not what like the spaces end up being like. You know, the spaces are just like, I'm here. I don't know why. Yeah. No, but I'm here. And this is who's like with me. Yeah. It's like I've been like talking to my 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 great grandfather who I've never even met before. And I don't know why. And I've never shared that because I don't want people to judge me, you know, or like um I want to get into like energy work, but I'm scared to leave my corporate job. And sometimes you just need to be with those people who like can you know be your mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, I know Jana has um, always taught me that, you know, to surround yourself with folks who can reflect yourself back to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what a lot of what the journey, you know, like looks like. It's like it can feel like so isolating. Um, it can feel like you're so in your head and you just kind of spiral like more and more. But it's like, <laughs> don't, just don't stay there for too long. Yeah. You know, you yep. just gotta like find your find your people yeah yeah I think you just being in your head and spiraling I feel like you just described my whole my whole (laughs) week but um yeah that's why I just really appreciate um you know the technologies of today with like even with zoom like a lot of the spaces decolonizing healing spaces that I've sat in have started online and you know this is the inspiration for Steph and I doing the um for the doing this podcast is because you know there's a lot of people who don't know how to start or don't know how to remember or who are also looking for spaces where people um who are feeling like alone in their journey you know so I just really appreciate you holding space for people as well so um so yeah um I don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's so there's like such a deep like well of of knowledge that you hold, um, Verma, and I just we appreciate it because, you know, I uh, I see you as someone who's definitely been on this path for a while, and you know, I have a couple of teachers who say the same things. Like these resources weren't as really readily available, so y'all's were kind of yeah. in that like um what is I don't know why I'm thinking about the stitch movie Lilo and Stitch like the lonely the the lonely duck syndrome kind of thing oh I know yeah and he's like here's my family right yeah yeah that's always like and so it's it's such a beautiful thing I don't know I just can't like all it is is just I could just say it's beautiful to see how community is really where we are healing and it's refreshing to see folks just who where they are along their path and how we continue to like ripply affect 
that's what I'm going to wear. I'm going to get a word, but you know, like ripple effect. Yes. Yeah. Just like reaching folks to keep uh, decolonizing. You know, I think um, Tita Lenny made a really good title of the, you know, back from the crocodile's belly. Cause I really feel like that's the movement. That's the time we're in. Yeah. A lot of folks are just kind of unabashedly stepping into their medicine and bringing back the things that are woo woo or, you know, like, like you said in the beginning, like, what does that mean? Like I connect with ghosts. Like, and I think that's really embedded in our, 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 you know, our lineage. Like we, we were very much connected to the spiritual realm and we've been kind of sold. I don't want to, you know, diss what people are doing, but like, that's part of what, where we came from. So it's like an important conversation and to see people kind of representing that and doing that you know again just makes it like less woo woo or like you know oh I can be in this space you know and it's 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 actually where I came from in some ways that makes sense yeah yeah so um one of the questions we always ask people um that we've been interviewing uh you know we always talk about like rituals and um, so we ask people, what rituals um, do you have that you'd maybe do daily that you would love to share that help support you in your work or in your healing journey or just any rituals that are currently like really life-giving and just like really supporting you? Mm-hmm. Man, you know, it was so much easier to do a lot of the ritual work when it was the lockdown. <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> and it was really easy yeah. it was much easier to do it when you know you don't have to like be at multiple places or committed to multiple things but yeah. um what I am constantly like trying to um reco- reconnect to is my um my meditation practice that like real that saved my life mm. you know and like starting like before before Hilot, you know, before studying like plant medicine, before like all that stuff, like it was reconnecting and understanding um, how um, healing and powerful it is to connect to the breath, you know, which is like still like a struggle. Um, And so even if I can do it, like, you know, sitting in my car, you know, for like a minute, or um, doing it before going to sleep or even like movement as well. Like, Mm. cause sometimes being stationary, like I learned like stationary meditation, like it felt like my skeleton was trying to like jump out of my body. Yeah, You know, it's like, I'm gonna get out of here, you know, cause that's a real thing. Um, And like, I was actually studying, studying um, like secular mindfulness, like at the East Bay Meditation Center in Oakland for Mm -hmm. for a little bit and like was going to like um a poc a people of color like meditation circle to like help me just be in community to learn how to do that kind of like grounding and so i'll be like falling asleep (laughs) it's like okay come on verma you gotta uh, have a little bit of like discipline you know and so i've learned to kind of like it doesn't have to look a certain way yeah. But I think one of your other questions too was like about like your heal like your healing journey. And like I want to share, like, don't get stuck in trying to envision it being like it's supposed to look like this. Mm. You know, so like my breath work doesn't look like that person's uh breath work that I just saw on Instagram. 
so maybe I'm not doing it right you know Mm -hmm. or like how I'm it's like this constant you know comparing Mm -hmm. um and so I've learned to just like you know be real about like what feels authentic you know to me in like ritualizing like my my breath you know so if Mm -hmm. that means you know doing some like qigong you know from what I from what I could remember you know am I doing it right well I'm with my breath right now or if I'm doing it you know with a friend um if if they're kind of like having a crisis and we breathe together like I I feel like you know we we tend to think that rituals have to be like oh I do it before the sun comes up or I do it like at midnight like no like your your body you know is like an altar itself you know you can be in ritual and connect anytime like one of my elders would say that like Filipinos we are very spiritual people I think she even said it's like 85 percent I was like wow that's a very accurate (laughs) number because you know one of the questions that we had um that one of the sisters posed to her was like yeah we don't have any like um temples you know like sacred temples like a lot of like our neighbors right throughout Asia and our elder was like it's like we don't need that you just need you just need your body you just Mm. sit and you connect to source Mm. yeah yeah no excuses right all right I'm gonna connect right here in the pho restaurant I'm a temple (laughs) right (laughs) you know how they say my body is a temple you know how they you know they and it's become very like commodified like not like no that's like on some real shit like your body is a temple you know that that's why we have to like take care of it yeah yeah I'm gonna connect right here in the Walgreens break room yeah (laughs) exactly that's how we (laughs) you don't need all the fancy that's what the elders said, right? You don't need that fancy. You could just do it anywhere. It's right here. You know, I, and I, when I first started doing helot on people, I would have my massage table. I had like my crystals. I had like the whole, the whole thing, you know, but then in the Philippines, it's like, all you need is the floor. <laughs> right. All you need is the nig. You need Maybe the, the nig. If you're lucky, you get a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then even the bigs, it's like the, the coconut oil, you know, they just oh. get it right and then they just use the you know whatever is accessible you know in in like the forest like that that's like really what it is right so not even getting all caught up in like the bells and whistles of like how to set like yes you know you know what I'm saying and so um, and that's okay too you know because those are like tools like if it's like I still carry my crystals with me you know I got them everywhere in my car under my pillow (laughs) I give them in my pocket um, but then what, what is then if you don't have all those things? Yeah. You still, you still got this. Yeah. You still got this, your heart, you know, at the end of the day, yes, you, your breath, Ugh. but that's what makes it hard. Right. Then it's like, Oh, I got to sit with this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. well, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's easy. I didn't say that. I just said, you still got this. Yeah. yeah, you always have that. Yeah, remembering you You talk a lot about you know, uh, us kind of you know. So I just a couple things like resources, how 
Filipinos have always been resourceful and clever because we had to be, we had to adapt, right? We never knew who was trying us. <laughs> but, um, and so part of, I think, the rage or the pain that comes, what I have experienced is like, we kind of like hoard, we kind of keep like, this is mine, you know, because we've just, we've been so giving and then people have taken, literally, right? And so um, as we kind of navigate in this time where people are, you know, in this wellness industry complex, how it is very much a place to commodify. And that's just, I think, the nature of humans. That's my opinion. We, we you know, since the, since the time of trade, we were always trying to commodify or, you know, exchange things. You as a, a Hilo practitioner, um, you know, I guess like, what are your thoughts on <clears throat> people who kind of enter that space and they try to commodify or, you know, folks who have, you know, sat with maybe one or two elders and they're like, I'm a healer, you know, like, cause this keeping the sacred sacred is pretty, it, I think it's definitely part of our lineage, but I just curious on like your perspective on that and how we, as you know, listeners coming in now, especially young folk, how they can honor that as they step, if they choose to step into that space. Yeah, that's a, such an important question. People ask me that all the time. Oh, how, do, how do I know <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the right thing? I was like, yeah, yeah. discernment, boo. Mm. You know, when, when you're walking your path, are you doing it with integrity? What does integrity mean um, to you? You know, and I've like also learned like on this um, on this path too that the people like for real, for real, the the healers are the ones who are like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this because it's a big responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Like, could you imagine like you're having to be the one to make sure that people get like people recover from like illnesses? know or like you also like absorb a lot of that just the you know it's a big responsibility um to to be looked at as like the healer in in your in your community you know and so to do things like in a good way it's like well it's like what's your purpose and then like are you um you know are you carrying yourself and the traditions and like the teachings of your elders with like integrity you know, yeah. like I, I'm, I'm constantly like, I'm, I'm navigating that all the time, you yeah. know, which is what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. No, you should always be um, questioning those things, whatever, whatever, like um, wellness path, you know, you're on, right? Like, um, I'll just like share personally, you know, and like going into like Hilo, right? Mm -hmm. No, it's like, I knew that I wanted to share it, you know, and I needed money. <laughs> I had no job. <laughs> And then, so I was faced with having to navigate like, well, you know, in the, in the Philippines, it's like, you don't ask for money. Yeah. Right. You know, you either get paid in eggs, some sort of exchange, but right. then people, you know, culturally it's understood, right. That you better give an exchange to whoever's healing you or else you're going to get even more sick. Mm. Right. And so I, knowing that, right and then bringing it here like that don't work here <laughs> you know at least I haven't figured I didn't figure out how to make it work in this you know this like patriarchal capitalist 
like system that we're living in, you know? And so I was doing like, don't, you know, don't sliding scale, like donation. And then like, I was traveling a lot. So I don't, I didn't even know if a healing session would take an hour or four hours, right? you know? And so I just got, it was just really exhausting, you know, trying to find um, harmony, you know, for, you know, with all of those things, because all of those things have to exist, right? Like, I know that there's ways to barter, right? So that we can um, sustain our, our wellness practice, right? But then I just had a really difficult time, you know, still, you know, trying to like navigate like those things, right? And like, what am I allowed to share? You know, like this teacher says that I can do this, but then this teacher says I can't. Yes. yes. No, yes. and so I'm like, ah. <laughs> I mean, it's find something that's like feels authentic, you know, to me. And so I think it's just constantly like negotiating, um, and asking yourself, you know, like, am I, like, why, and for mm-hmm. and for what, mm-hmm. you know, like I know that that's not a very, it's more of like a cop out. no no it's not I got an answer for y'all boo sorry you know (laughs) it's a it's a very nuanced answer because we that's people are nuanced situations are nuanced um so yeah I integrity is what I pulled from there from your answer integrity and just always sitting with yourself asking like you said why Mm -hmm. um why am I doing this or you know like yeah, what am I sharing? Why am I sharing it, etc. So, and no, I think also, yeah. Sorry, what one more thing is like you know, who, like who are, like who are you learning from? Yeah. To, you know, like who are your elders? And I know some folks are like, oh, all my elders are dead, or I don't have any. <laughs> I was like, a lot of us, like, like I, I don't even know if if um there were um healers in my family. You know, like I've I've been estranged from my birth father you know, since for a really long time, you know, so like on that side of like my, my lineage, I don't really know. And mm. then on, you know, on my maternal side, like I'm still getting to know like the names, just the names, mm. you know, and I didn't even get those names from my relatives. You know, I got those names from like ancestry.com or like storytelling or random Facebook message messages, you know, to okay. people I don't even know. Yeah, and so like, um, I, I share that because I also want to normalize that some of us are, are also in a position where we feel like we're starting from nowhere, yeah. to, you know, yeah. and like those things can exist too with like our, our kapwa who are coming from lineages of healers, you know, like, that's tight and so for me it was really important for me to be like well I don't like my like I don't have anyone at close proximity you know so then I'm gonna find them so that's why it was important for me to connect with people yeah. like you know Legitan or a lot of my teachers are like my peers you know like I, I mentioned earlier today like this too you know by us like having the space and you know, I'm, I'm so thankful I know everyone you know who listens to your podcast and watches it you know this is all a way for us to have that space you know to to um, interrogate and to kind of process yeah. right our our journeys as well so mm-hmm. I, you know I just wanted to name that too like who are your teachers right you ain't got one try to find them you know here or there everywhere um, and then it's also okay too if it's like okay y'all do that over there that's cool I'll do this. I'll do this over here. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But that's all. That's also good. You know. 
multiple communities can exist that are doing similar work and then and that's okay yeah 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 yeah. integrity i think that's where discernment and confidence comes through because at the end of the day you got to believe what you're doing Mm. and even furthermore if you're going to hold that responsibility of being a healer you know you're channeling or you're holding space for healing to come in if you're doing it for the wrong the quote wrong reasons like it's it's gonna show so yeah, integrity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, wow. This conversation has been, you dropped so many wisdom nuggets. So thank you so much. I want to be respectful. <laughs> want to be respectful with your time, but um, yeah. yeah. Um, did you have another question? Do we have another one last question, sis? Do you have one? If not, I mean, yeah, I'm what is time, but what um, is time? <laughs> flocks are for colonizers. Oh, right. Sure. That's another thing. I was like, man, this is so deep. We could go in that tangent that and unpack this, but there's so many other questions I want to have. <laughs> I have and we can we can always, you know, we can always uh talk offline. We can, you know, all the things. It never has to just end. Yeah. yeah. I know I've been trying to get I mean to come back to Cali because I wanted to bring her to the bookstore in the yeah. um, the Suma Center because it's like the biggest library I've seen I need to come back yeah. All Filipino books. oh that's already empty they already moved out of um really? yeah, the Center yeah there um there's a lot of changes uh, renovation so maybe by the time you come you know all of all of the orgs and the bookstore everyone will be settled in Soma Filipinas but cool yeah I, I want to I need to it's it's kind of lonely out here in the Midwest sometimes. So I feel it. it. Yeah. I'm finding people though. I'm finding my people slowly, but surely, but still it feels sometimes you look around, you know, and it's, it's like, who's there? My friends online, my online friends, (laughs) my online friends. All the more reason why you're, you should be doing this work. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be over there. Uh, I hella appreciate y'all you know so much um I I have kind of like a hard stop at like 105 I gotta go to my next please my next meeting um let people know where to find you and if you're you know working with folks or how to find any of the things that you coordinate yeah um I I try to you know all of like it throughout the whole conversation you know I I dropped everyone's full name um, I tried to do the Instagram handle. I think I maybe only got one out of the six, but I dropped their 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 government names. Um, but you can always, um, you know, just like Hilo Verma on Instagram. I'm not really active on much else. Um, yeah, and then just that's what I do. That's what we do, right? Just go on somebody's Instagram. Yeah, and then who are they following? Yeah, yeah. Who's following them? Uh huh. Um. And then, yeah, just feel free to holler. I think I have like some links, like resources and stuff in my link tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank Super you. Thank you. And I'm sorry for the um, the graphic language. I hope this is- Oh a- no, we, that we have <laughs> graphic yeah, language. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's part of the, it's part Got of it. it. <laughs> but thank you so much again for your time. And uh, we loved having the, you here and, you know, y'all's holler at her. That's Ate out there. She <laughs> supporting the collective healing. And um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And we hope Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.